Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Syrupcast, Mobile Syrup's Canadian-focused tech podcast. I'm Patrick O'Rourke and Brad Bennett a man who refers to himself as the bad boy of tech, but that I call Mobile Syrup's teen correspondent, regardless of how old he is, is not across the table from me. We're recording this podcast remotely once again because of COVID-19. How are you doing today, Brad? I'm good. I'm actually recording this podcast from the back of my motorcycle. So, As long as you're social distancing, you can, uh, you can record from anywhere. Yep. Yep, exactly. Just being as the baddest boy. The baddest boy. <laughs> So Dean is also joining us today to talk about uh, Huawei's P40 Pro, which he recently reviewed. His review is up on the site. How are you doing, Dean? I'm doing well, just social distancing, trying to stay alive. That's dark, very dark, but uh, true. Very I think true. instead of trying to stay alive, Dean, I think you need to focus more on trying to feel alive. No, that's Oof. there's no more of that. Oh. Just, yeah. All right. So we're going to go through a few things today. Much of the world has stopped, but the tech world continues to turn. The iPhone SE 2020 was launched or announced this week, and it's launching probably by the time you hear this podcast. Uh, The OnePlus 8 series was released as well. And Huawei's P40 Pro, which we already mentioned, it's not out, right? But Dean reviewed it and he's used the phone. So we'll get into that later. But right off the top, uh, Brad, do you want to hit the hottest news of the week? Hopping into it right off the bat, we have a review for the Fitbit Charge 4 on the site. So if you want a low-cost, not a smartwatch Fitbit, you know, I think it has GPS this time around, which is a feature a lot of people are asking for. I know it looks nicer from the pictures, at least. Fitbit Charge 4, you know, is it the Fitbit for the people? I don't know, but it's out there and the, the people will decide. John reviewed it and he was he was pretty positive about it. I think the, the like onboard built-in GPS is a pretty pretty big win for people that are into fitbits devices yeah i think it, i think last year he was um not so positive on the high cost and i hope the gps helps offset that a little bit which is yeah definitely the best for for people apple's magic keyboard for the ipad available to order that's pretty cool you know if you have an ipad pro and you want an ipad keyboard that costs as much as a chromebook apple's selling them now 499 right 499 uh, I think 399 for the base one and like 499 for the bigger one maybe yeah, that's off the top of my head but uh, those are available it's... what an insane price tag but I still want one yeah unfortunately the Logitech keyboard the smaller one for the iPad Air and the regular iPad with a trackpad still doesn't seem to be available in Canada I was looking this morning uh, I don't know what's going on with that it's coming to Canada but yeah, but it's it, you can order it in the states now. It's on the states Apple website. Oh, can you? Yeah, but yeah, not in Canada. Either way, hopefully it comes soon. I mean, I was using my mouse with my iPad for the first time this morning. It was really fun. So, next one, YouTube Music getting an Explore tab. 
When it launched, YouTube Music's middle tab was called The Hot List, and it was terrible. It was basically a list of a bunch of new music videos, and that was interesting to almost no one. The new Explore tab uh, puts new releases and moods and genre play playlists in one tab, so it's just an easier way to like be like, oh, I want to listen to chill music or dance music or 80s music or something that's new in just one tab, really convenient. I think it helps elevate YouTube Music to a closer level to Apple Music and Spotify. Uh, it's still not as good as those two or even Tidal, but it's getting closer, which is, is nice to see. Do you subscribe to YouTube Music? Not anymore, no. I no. am thinking Dean, about- Dean, you do, don't you? Uh, yeah, I'm subscribed to YouTube Music. Um, but it's getting better, you know? The new interface is slowly rolling out. This is slowly rolling out. I mean, you can upload music on your computer to the YouTube cloud, which is nice. So you can like mix uh, streaming music with user uploaded music, which is a huge feature, but still not the streaming service for everyone. Legit, I only choose Spotify just because um, of its year-end roundups I want to be included. Oh yeah, those are super fun. They are pretty cool. I still listen to my uh, 2017 roundup. Nice, really? Yeah, I was hoping to do like something to compare YouTube Music, Spotify, Tidal, and Apple Music just on more of like a subjective and like feature level and just being like, oh, you know, which one services which amount of people and is there an overall champion? But I don't know. Uh, what about Amazon when. Music? Is that in Canada? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but not their like high def portion. Amazon Music HD, I don't think is here. Maybe it is now. Um, I didn't pick up I think, on it. I think it might be. I'm not I'm not certain. I know the full version of it's available here now. Yeah, and it is growing, it has I think, a, because of Alexa, but... Yeah. Well, it is a, a smaller catalog, though, I believe. Yeah, Um. and I just think people are using its app less. Although I could throw it in there at the end, being like, you know... Oh, and uh, watch that one that always emails us. Deezer? Oh yeah, Deezer. Yeah, Deezer. <laughs> don't don't forget to include us in your roundup. Deezer's actually good. I used it for a while. It was it was cool. Anyway, that's it for the hottest news. I mean, let's move so, on to the phones. Yeah, the phones, the fun stuff. Like it's it's actually shocking to me how much tech has dropped in the last little bit, even with everything going on. I'll quickly talk about the iPhone SE. So it's basically an iPhone eight with the iPhone eleven's internals. Like that's the story behind this phone. Been rumored forever. It's not called the iPhone 9, which I kept saying on Twitter, there's absolutely no way that was going to happen. And it's not even called the iPhone SE 2. It's just the iPhone SE, which I think might be a bit confusing. And the other thing that's fascinating with this phone is there's a lot, there's like two camps that I've seen on social media. It's like people that think this is a great idea or people that think this is a, like a phone that no one's going to buy. Whoa. I kind of fall in the side that like this phone's not for me. I wouldn't be happy with this phone, but... I think there's an audience out there who wants a smaller phone. So the screen measures in at 4.7 inches. It's got an A13 processor, putting that in a lower resolution 4.7 inch screen. It's going to benchmark like crazy. Like that's something I'm, I'm excited to do is benchmarking the phone. I remember benchmarking the original iPhone SE and it was like surprisingly one of the most powerful phones on the market at the time. Would, Other things that, yeah, go, go ahead. I wouldn't be surprised by that. I mean, like, in terms of low-cost phones, I think it's the cheapest phone with the best processor. I think it has to be, right? Like, even the Pixel 3a and likely even the Pixel 4a won't even be able to compete with it on a processor spec. It has, like, the, like the, like the flagship phone processor, right? Like, the same one as iPhone 11 and 11 Pro, from my understanding. I think so just less Yeah, it's the exact same processor. Yeah, so it's going to be definitely stronger than literally anything at that price point. Which just makes it, like an unbelievable value 
Like I've seen a couple Android focused websites like Android Central published an editorial saying that the iPhone SE 2020 basically just killed the Pixel 4a and other valuable flagships. Um, I think so. Yeah. I think there's some people out there who just don't want an, an iOS phone, but like for the price tag, even in Canada at $599, um, like I think we're paying $200 more for the phone because of the port, the, the value of the dollar right now. But even at $599, like that's a good price for a decent, like it, it's it's more than a decent phone. It, it's good. It has like some things that aren't great. Like you still have an LCD screen. There's no LED display on it, obviously. You just have a um, nice Apple hardware. Yeah. It's got huge bezels. It looks old. It's like a design from a couple of years ago at this point. Yeah. But I'd argue that the people who this phone is for don't care about that, right? They want an iPhone. They want it to be cheap. Maybe they don't like Face ID and they want Touch ID, right? That kind of fills that that void there. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think um I think it puts the iPhone 11 in kind of like a unique situation where it makes it like a little more appealing, you know? Because what's what's it like eight seventy nine or something? So kind of like three hundred dollars more. I'll, I'll find out the exact price, but I, yeah. I think the, it's roughly about iPhone, that. And so that kind of pushes people where they'll just be like, you know, oh, for like just another $300, which is a lot, but it's not like 500 or or $1,000. It's like maybe I squeeze up and just get the iPhone 11. And I, I think that will happen a lot too. Like I kind of see that justification. Yeah, I, I think, think that could happen. This just rounds out Apple's lineup in such a complete way that it's uh, it's really dominating. So the iPhone 11 is 979 979 okay yeah so it's a little more than that but yeah okay well so i i don't know how much more there is to say about the phone i'm gonna have a review uh at some point next week i'm hoping to get it somewhat soon i'm gonna spend the weekend with the device Mm -hmm. i think it's gonna be an interesting review to do because i kind of have to put myself in the mindset where like okay this phone is not a, a patrick phone but i have to put that aside a little bit and kind of look at it for what it is and what it's offering specific audience that it's targeting. Yeah, um, I like reviewing low-cost phones because you get to like focus on the value. You'd be like, you know what? Like honestly, like if I paid five hundred bucks for this, I'd be pretty psyched because blah blah blah. It has this camera and it really runs really yeah. quick, and the battery lasts for this long. You know, you're like, that's good. You know. Well, what makes a totally f- what makes a phone a flagship phone, right? I I always thought of it as cross processor. And like what it can output in terms of speed and stuff like that. And it, with this phone, it's supposed it's, it's as good as the flagship iPhone, right? So in theory, it's such a deal. And like I think I don't know as much as it's lacking the design elements and probably camera stuff. It only has one rear-facing camera. Good is the iPhone 11's camera. Exactly. That's like a key is, thing. It's like, I think it's an amazing, I think it was an amazing idea. I think for Apple, I'm really uh, impressed by it. Even though I've used an iPhone once in the last five years for a week. Still Didn't you use it for more than a week? Maybe a month. I think I used it for a month. month. Yeah. Okay. But still, it just, it's better. I wish there was a, a small Android phone that had great flagship processor with that same price so speaking of flagship devices brad you reviewed OnePlus's. i think when i looked at your review the biggest thing that stood out to me was like these phones they're expensive yeah like crazy it's kind of the opposite crazy end of expensive. the spectrum here yeah so i i don't know do you want to talk about like I know OnePlus devices have been getting more expensive over the last couple of years, but to me, this seemed as someone who like 
only knows stuff about OnePlus devices when I read the reviews that we're publishing. This seemed like a huge leap in price to me. Yeah, it definitely was. I think OnePlus got extremely lucky with the very high, high price tag of the S20 series to sort of soften this blow, but it didn't like quite work. People are like all the comments that we've had, most of them are based upon like pricing and like why why Canadian pricing is more than US pricing, like the exchange rate isn't perfect. And it's just an expensive phone. Like, I don't know, it's like OnePlus almost set it up not for success here because A, it's more expensive than it is in the States and B, we have no carriers to subsidize them. So that price is a huge, a huge detriment. So this was a good place well, to I mean, start. It's... Let's get this out of the way and let's talk <laughs> about the good stuff. I mean, it's, it's pretty common for like phones and, and, and especially consumer electronics to cost more in Canada just because of the value of our dollar. Like that's why the SE costs more. No, but um, even here the, than it does in the States change rate, like if you did whatever, it's like eight ninety nine in the States and like yeah. did that in the Canadian dollar, it's like 12 or 13 something. But for some so reason, it's, there's like it's, an extra hundred dollar premium on top of that. Yeah. So Which is just say... annoying. I think that happened with the one plus seven too. Maybe the 17, I didn't pick up on it. Usually that happens um, because of a carrier. So say Bell will increase the price of a phone for an extra... To make profit. Like, make profit. And um, I think the S20, just not even... S20 Plus is like two grand at Bell or something like that. Or any carrier, yeah. really. But this is OnePlus, right? This is not... It's not even coming out of a carrier. So it's yeah. kind of... Crazy and at this price, is it needs to be at a carrier? Like... Yeah. Like, honestly, dream scenario for me is like drop a hundred bucks off each phone price and partner with Freedom Mobile and sell them through Freedom. And I think like they do really well. So I think one of the things that I was curious about with these two phones is what's the actual difference? Like, is it iPhone style where they're pretty much identical or are there exclusive features to the 8 Plus? The 8 Plus definitely has like a lot of exclusive features, mainly on the camera. There's three times zoom lens, which is really nice. And like a color filter camera as well, which is super weird you, it has like a few effects and none of them are super good even the black and white effect i would rather use like software to implement a better version but it's fun i'm sure some people will enjoy it uh the oneplus 8 pro has like a bigger screen better ram although i don't think you notice it it has like the true tone type of display thing where the screen like matches the screen matches ambient light the oneplus 8 doesn't have that it has a true IP68 water resistance. OnePlus 8 doesn't have that. It has wireless charging, and OnePlus 8 doesn't have that. Other than that, I think everything else is very similar. And that's about the list. So which which phone, would like, if, if someone's a OnePlus fan or they're looking for a new Android device, which one would you recommend they pick up? Curveball coming in, OnePlus 7T from last year. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't even get the new one? No, honestly. The price, you can't. I would never recommend anyone spend $1,400 on a phone that is OnePlus, unfortunately. But yeah, the OnePlus 7T, it's like 669 or something right now. It's like super cheap. Honestly, I would even compare it to the SE where it's just like, you know, flagship level processors, flagship level, blah, 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 600 bucks, roughly. But you've got three cameras, you've got the zoom lens, which I think is uh, very important, and the ultra wides. So you've got like the entire versatility. You still got like a high refresh 90 hertz screen. Uh, fast warp charging, you know, uh, Snapdragon 855 plus. So it's still like super fast, really good haptics. I like the camera. The sound is decent, you know, like it's a great phone for a really cheap price. I think that that's the one to get for, for Canadians right now. 
So why did OnePlus ditch the pop-up camera? Because I thought that was sick. It was sick, yeah. Um, they said on stage that it was due to weight and waterproofing. Uh, so is there anything else to talk about with the OnePlus uh, 8 series? It's just that, you know, like OnePlus didn't make it. Well, like, so they made the phone, what? but they didn't, they didn't make it in, like, you know, the race for, like, the smartphone crown, you know? In their, like, first attempt to make a super ultra-high-level flagship, They've made a really great phone, but they didn't make the best phone and they didn't price it accordingly. And, and there were stumbles here and, you know, the software is still kind of half OnePlus, half Google. There's, there's not a lot here to separate it from past phones, you know, like there's a reason why I'm recommending the OnePlus 7T over the OnePlus 8. It's just packed with every extra feature you could imagine. And for most people, those aren't incredibly useful and not worth paying $1,400. So speaking of phones that aren't worth paying, I actually don't even know if the people... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Forty Pro is fourteen hundred dollars, but phones that aren't worth spending that much money on. Dean recently checked out the Huawei P Forty Pro, which, to my understanding, you one can't buy yet in Canada. So yeah, uh, Huawei came out with the P40 Pro, and it's going to be available in Canada, I believe starting in June. Um, where or how, though, is <laughs> super unclear. I think Huawei is probably going to sell it on Amazon, maybe? Um, and that's it, really? I, I don't, they, they haven't really told us, right? Like, I don't really see Huawei getting carrier deals. Maybe they will. They've just been super hush-hush about it. It's kind of the same thing with the Mate 30 Pro that came out in Canada recently, uh, or that's that they announced recently, like, it's coming to Canada, where they didn't really say where it'll be. That phone's supposed to come out in May. It's a good phone, and I would want to recommend it to people, except for, like, who knows how much it'll cost. The lack of Google, of course. But even without the, even without Google, like I've I still have used this phone as my primary device for since I've gotten it. So I think like three weeks now at least, and I love it. Like I really like it. I like it a lot. So talk about the lack of Google Play services a little bit. Like what does that practically mean when you're using the phone? So it's super weird because you never really know what's gonna happen next. <laughs> <laughs> So like, so what I did, I explained to them in my review, is that I used Phone Clone and I cloned all my apps over from my P30 Pro. You can clone over anything from your any Android device um, as well. It's just iOS too, but I haven't tried that in practice. And Phone phone Clone's an Android app? Yeah, it's just an Android app okay. that you can download on your, like, any Android device. Again, they said iOS too, but I didn't try that in practice, so I don't know what exactly you can clone over from iOS. So this basically is a way to get Weird. apps that you can't get from Huawei's app store on the phone in an easy way? Exactly. Right? When so you set I, it up, okay. though. 
only. You said, well, you, you can only you can you can do whatever. You can you can just keep doing it uh, throughout your throughout your when you have your phone. Like, uh, I wanted an update for Instagram, and I just re I deleted Instagram off the phone, and I just did the phone phone for the Instagram app by itself. Oh, so you can do it individual apps. Yeah, you can do individual apps. Okay, I didn't realize that. Contacts, you can do it with anything that's on your other phone. Some apps don't want copy over, and I like Netflix wouldn't copy over, and I think that has something to do with Netflix itself. Yeah. And then preventing phone calling to work with that app. There's a lot of things with Netflix where it won't work on certain versions of Android. Like I've had mini projectors and stuff like that where Netflix just won't run on it. Mm-hmm. So that's somewhat expected. It's crazy that this is the easiest way to make this happen. <laughs> yeah. It but like, that's not something the average person is not going to go through those steps, right? They're not going to buy a Huawei phone and do that. They're likely no. just going to have access to um, what's what's the Huawei store called again? App Gallery. App Gallery. The App Gallery. They're just going to use the apps that are available in the App Gallery. And at least from your review that's on the site right now, that selection is pretty limited, right? It's super limited, but the thing is, I actually see a lot of people using phone phone. It's part of the setup process of the Huawei okay. P40. So when as soon as like you try to set up your phone, it, it offers that an easy way to get all your contacts, all your apps. So I think people will get phone call. I will get all their apps easily, and I think anyone who buys this phone will probably do that. The thing is, is that they don't know is that those apps won't get their proper updates. Updates. Yeah, which is a huge problem because that that has security risk and but there's there is also the app gallery which gets according to Huawei five thousand new apps per day or per week or something like that just globally though so it's not like five thousand. That apps. seems like a made up number. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I get five thousand apps on my computer every day too. I'm willing to yeah, go into but... the app gallery and count. You know, five thousand is not that high. <laughs> just every day. Yeah. And it's the third so, biggest app store in Canada. I mean, in the so world. Beyond, sorry. What are the other beyond this apps? whole thing with the app gallery and the Google Play Store? Like, is the like I know you just said the phone is good, but can you expand on that a little bit? Like, what what did you like about it? Do you like the design? Is the camera super sick? What what's what makes the P forty stand out? Like, is it even worth a worthwhile upgrade over the P thirty? So. I personally prefer it more than the P30. I like what they did with the how it looks. The selfie camera to me works better, um, and I'm all about that selfie game. I really like the waterfall display. Yeah, the edges are like they're. It's really nice. It feels great in the hand. Anyone who goes to a Samsung store and picks up the S20 Plus, I feel like would would hold the P40 um, Pro and think. They feel similar, and they, well, they don't super look the same. Like they, it's kind of that same experience I got with that phone, and I loved that phone a lot. I um, think OnePlus kind of feels the same way. Its hardware this time around is like really with just you know those like curved edges and that like curved screen, and it just has that same sort of hand feel. Yeah, the ninety hertz display is nice. It's not as nice as the one twenty hertz display that I. I love, and I can notice the difference. It's not as smooth, and the animations are not as great, but it's a lot better than, I can't even think of a 60 hertz display phone I've been using in a while, but a 60 hertz display, oh, this LG phone. <laughs> it's a lot better than 
this LG V60 I, I have in my hand as well. It camera's great, but the, if you're, it's just not a huge jump in my opinion from the P30 Pro in terms of I think it's night quality is better. It's wide angle camera is better. But if you're looking for that zoom that you can get on the P30 Pro, which I showed off last year, was amazing. Like you just like you can zoom from however far the way. So basically, like where this is going is the P40 is the better buy, as with the the trend of the podcast so far, or the P30. Sorry, is the better buy. The P30 is the better buy. And the reason for that is um, it has Google. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> right? Like it, it's basically the same. Yeah, this this phone Google. looks and feels better to me, but I don't think that's worth the lack of storage. If we could get that P30 with the matte back in Canada, I don't know if it's for sale yet or if it ever will be. It's a nice phone. I mean, the phone felt really nice last year. I'm a big fan still. Yeah, it's a good phone. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it's it is following that trend. If if I had to, I advise people to buy the P30 Pro last year. I gave it, I think, an eight and a half or an eight out of ten. This year, I gave the P40 Pro a six point five and a half. I, that might be a little generous, just be, but that's just because I love how it felt and how I used it. It was great, but still, there's no Play Store, and it's such. It's like a it's like a, and like it's like a, an immature phone. Like it's it's it still has in terms of, um, app gallery, and Huawei services. It has so much more to go. I feel like if I was using it, it would feel like picking up someone else's phone because it just wouldn't have the things that I want on it. Yeah, that's what would happen to me too. Like I pick and it up like, and I'd be like, oh. This isn't working. I need to update it. And I would like look across the room to a cable and my phone clone phone in the corner that I just keep there to gather dust and to update my apps. Well, like Ritual sigh. doesn't work on it. Uber yeah, see, like, doesn't what? work great. Uber doesn't. Anything that really requires the location doesn't seem to want to work. Netflix doesn't work at supported it at all because it requires. There's no Google services. Maps. Just right off the hop, you have no Google yeah. Maps. No YouTube. Um, is there a Huawei Maps? How do you map? How do you get around? Huawei Maps. How do you map? So I've been mapper with Google Maps. What I do is I go to, I, I use the Chrome app that I copied over. Oh, no. Chrome didn't copy over. So I had to APK that. So I, I use Chrome. I go to type in Google Maps and um, I look for my location that way. It wow. doesn't follow you. So I have to look for the steps. And follow the steps to get anywhere. Thank God we've been in a social isolation, so I haven't really need to use this. <laughs> but if I did, it'd be annoying. Yeah. So to to summarize, most people probably should not buy. No, most people shouldn't buy this phone at all. You should buy this phone if you're looking for a challenge. You know, if you really want to challenge, <laughs> challenge. yourself. So I think that's a good place to wrap up the Huawei section. Do we want to quickly hit what games we've been playing for the last little bit? So I, I, could, I can start it off. I 
<laughs> been playing Final Fantasy VII. I did not play the original Final Fantasy VII. Don't have a nostalgic connection to the game pretty much at all. I think I may have downloaded a pirated copy of it for PC five years after it came out and made it to like, I don't know, partway through the second disc or something like that. And in some ways, I feel like I missed the boat. It didn't make sense to me then. And I'm playing it now, and a lot of it still doesn't make sense to me. It seems like an interesting RPG with an interesting world, but there's a lot of strange stuff in it. And characters aren't that interesting. Like I haven't, I don't find Cloud that interesting. Like I mean, this is a character that people like cosplay at conventions as all the time with his giant sword. And I think maybe I'm not far enough in the game yet, but I don't find him particularly compelling. But I will say that the battle system is super cool. It's probably the best modernization of a classic like JRPG turn-based battle system that I have ever seen. It's sort of like this active thing that still has that those turn-based mechanics running in the background. Um, I'd actually kind of compare it to Knights of the Old Republic like on the, the OG Xbox. It's very similar to that. But yeah, that, that's all other than Apex, which I'm slowly becoming a professional Apex player. I share clips all the time of me getting sick kills on Twitter. Um, I've just been playing the Final Fantasy VII remake. What if you what, what, what can you like pin down what the differences are between the remake and the and the old one? Like I know it's supposed to be reimagined. It's not a direct it's remake. Like, I'm very confused about the. Experience. So they're splitting it into multiple. They're splitting it into multiple games. Um, the, it's obviously a total uh, incomplete graphical overhaul. That's a big thing, and they fleshed out different parts of the story so that they can split it into. I, I don't even know how many games it's going to be, but like this is only a section of the original final fantasy story yeah not for me i don't even have a playstation but uh i'm intrigued uh, people seem to be liking it so it seems cool i, can I go downloaded next. it yeah you have are you gonna play it i will i'm gonna get through the games i'm playing what have uh what have you been playing dean i've been playing uh i've been trying to finish neo 2 i'm i think i'm fairly close i'm currently writing up like my sort of tips guides review thing for it but I'm, I think I'm nearing the end. It's really fun. It's challenging. I have to take a lot of breaks because when I die at a point that like I'm like, oh, I'm super close, I'll throw my controller. But yeah, so I've been, but I've also been playing Overwatch. They just came out with a new character. Um, they, this game is four years old and they're still supporting it with new characters, which is great because it's a Blizzard game, so that makes sense. Um, and I love the new character. Her name's Echo. She's pretty sweet. Yeah, I saw uh, people talking about Echo or whatever. That's It's cool. Yeah, I think it's really cool that Overwatch, in theory, was never supposed to die. It looks like Overwatch 2. I don't know what's going on there, but yeah, that's well, cool. Overwatch just seems like a bad version of Apex Legends to me. It's not a like at all. I've been playing a lot I of think... Apex. <laughs> I know. Overwatch I'm had just to trolling. walk so Apex could run. Apex's new character is supposed to be coming very soon. Loba, everyone keeps talking about her. She's yeah, like, I saw the rumors. What? Her, I haven't seen uh, any of this. What's going on? Her Apex is my trick, game, so just continue with this. That's all I got. Her, her kit came out, like so everyone knows her abilities. She's supposed to be like a loot goblin. It's supposed to be really cool. What is a loot goblin? A loot goblin? Yeah, yeah see, a loot goblin is people who just like to steal loot from their friends. It's like a uh, lore hound. Yeah. So, like, really, like, she's supposed to be able to see a certain types of loot through walls. Yeah. So, if you're looking for, cool. like, purple loot, like, bam, it's there. That's and then neat. her all apparently just grabs the loot you want. That's and cool. brings it to you, yeah. All right, Bennett, what have you been playing? Yeah, basically just like 
BR, like Battle Royale games, like Apex and, and the Call of Duty Warzone, uh, you know, sort of have like two friend groups, one in each game, so bounce between the two. Um, and then Animal Crossing on the side a little bit, although I have been tapering off quite severely. Maybe I'll pick it back up, but uh, my my mood seemed to change quickly in the in the quarantine. Like, I might even I, play Forza or something. I, I don't know. I haven't been able to, like, sit down and, like, play a game. I don't know. It's weird. I'm, like, stuck at home and I can't just, like, commit to a story game or something. I have no interest in Animal Crossing at all, and I, I haven't picked it up or anything. But you can get, like, those octopus villagers. Yeah. And I think they're so cute. Every single yeah. one of them. That's how you That's, get in. One villager. Yeah. One friend. I'm still playing... I'm still playing it a little bit, but I find it's hard to like jump into and play for short periods of time. I need like a big chunk of time, like two hours or something to, to play it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, the way that they structured it this time is like fun because you can play in longer sessions, but it, it did remove yeah. some of those like shorter play sessions that older games had, unless you like prepare for it in a previous play session. And that's just a whole heap of work that's not worth doing. Okay, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Thanks for listening to the Servcast. Be sure to drop us a review on iTunes as it helps with the rankings of the show and the discoverability. You can find me on Twitter at, at Patrick underscore O'Rourke and on mobileserve.com. Brad, where can people find you? You can find me as always anywhere at uh, the Bradfad and on mobileserve.com as well. And Dean, where can people find you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram as the Daily Dean. What what a what a tag! Still the best tag. Woo! And as always, you can find all of our content on mobilesyrup.com, and also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at at mobilesyrup. Thanks for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 